Swab the decks and hoist the sails. The guns on board be needed in some proper manner. Pieces of eight and a fine wench on your arm. If you work, be not too shoddy. Careful not to flounder too badly, though, or you may have to dance the hempen jig. As we see you to Davy Jones, the Jeffy, my boy. On with the show. Well, shiver me timbers. To our listeners from across all regions of the planet, welcome once again aboard the Robin Hood, flagship to the world's one and only cooperatively inspired charity podcast network, WPRPN. Broadcasting to the stars and beyond. Well, here on the Korean Peninsula... We finally managed to be granted a reprieve from this summer's record-breaking Asian heat wave. You're listening to episode 121 of Pirate Radio Podcasts. I'm your host, as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. And we did make it. Although there was some uncertainty as of last night. Welcome, everybody. Yes, that's right. I am indeed the Robin Hood's Chief Communications Officer, Jaffe Ryder. Glad you could make it. Take a little bit of time out of your busy days, as I know you all have. This is a rather important roundtable, memorial, that we are going to be streaming here over the next 90 minutes or so. A few special guests, hopefully, and maybe even a couple surprises. Starting with, well, let's just get you up to speed on what's been happening here behind the scenes. We've had a hell of a time with the streaming software, getting everything so that we can actually have things running ship shape, as it were. The bit rate, getting that under control, all the settings and the like. A real handful, to say the least. But we are hoping, fingers crossed, that we will be able to present to you a relatively professional stream this week, Friday night, September the 7th, 8 p.m. in the Pacific time zone out there in the west coast of America. Eastern time zone, that's 11, of course. Here in South Korea, 12 noon. Tokyo as well, will 11 a.m. in Manila and the Philippines. Well, let's start things off then. Our first little surprise and guest who did live up to his promise to reach out and get in touch with us via Brooklyn, New York. We got Vinny there waiting to come on line. Things were going well there in the sound check, more or less, as we did our best to get all hooked up with headphones and the like. Vinny, do we have you? We have been. Good evening, everyone. Ah, it's great. Well, I hope everybody can hear you. You sound a little quiet from this end of things, but, uh, you know, we can more or less make out what you're trying to get across, of course. So let's just get into 
and let you have the opportunity to really kind of lay out how it was that you found us, I guess. And not only that, but naturally what first got you interested in the whole September 11th terror event? Well, I live uh, right outside of Dumbo in Brooklyn. I'm 10 minutes away from both the Brooklyn and Manhattan bridges. And that morning, I was listening to Howard Stern, if you can believe that. And my mother walks by in my room, and she tells me that something hit a building. And I said, oh, oh, that must be Howard Stern joking about something. That can't be for real. And then, of course, I found out minutes later, it was as I looked out my window and saw the smoke building. So that was that was a little weird. And then, uh, well, you know, we, we know the subsequent events of the day. We're, we're going to talk about that tonight, of course. But at 9.59 a.m. is when I knew we were under attack, not by any Muslims, but by a fifth one. Yeah, breaking up a little bit there, we're more or less under attack by a fifth column. How is it that you came to this conclusion so quickly? Uh, because it was obviously not a natural uh, collapse of any building that's ever been done that has ever happened. In fact, that day is the only day a steel frame building has ever uh, disappeared in that fashion. In fact, I believe it, I believe uh, Shyam Sunder from NIST called that thermal ex- expansion. So maybe we should all watch out for the stoves and the barbecues that we use because we, should, we could have an episode of thermal expansion. It happened to, uh, to us, if you follow that logic. Yeah, three steel structure buildings that all managed to collapse, fall on top of themselves, basically. It never had happened up until that day, and suddenly three of them just magically uh, do uh, achieve this goal, the third one being... World Trade Center 7, which, for whatever reason, most of the world doesn't even know about, including the likes of, I think, Donald Rumsfeld, interestingly enough, that when he was questioned on the matter, seemed to really almost take a, well, let's play dumb sort of approach to things. I'm not sure if you saw or not, but the only footage I've ever come across, and this really says a lot for the mainstream media falling down on the job, and how it's our responsibility to rise up to the challenge and to speak about these things and to hold the bastards accountable and take a look and ask ourselves in the face of what we see taking place now, efforts to launch a federal grand jury, an independent federal grand jury, to investigate and hold the actual culprits accountable. Luke Radowski from We Are Change was the only journalist I've ever seen take the time and make the effort to try and hold people such as Donald Rumsfeld accountable. I believe that's the footage that I saw. And uh, he really, I think he had no idea about World Trade Center Building 7, the so-called Solomon Brothers building. And he just, you know, once again, just, I'm not sure what, what the actual term or word is, but so often you find this with politicians, career bureaucrats, and I guess, you know, deep state players. Obfuscation, I think, is one of the words for sure. 
It's a fantastic word. There's two other words that go along with that. There's accountability and responsibility. What we get is these guys use misdirection and semantics to fool you. They say, oh, well, I gave you a chance and you didn't catch on, so sorry. We get to play our magic trick and uh, you have to pay for it. Remember Rumsfeld mentioned a missile hitting the Pentagon? Right. No one ever calls him on it. Our media is so complicit. In fact, Dave Janda, Dr. Dave Janda actually used these words. It made my heart sing when he, when he said this. Without my knowing who he is, he used the words propaganda arm, which the media is. The media is the propaganda arm of the globalists who are attempting to control our lives. And we actually need to nationalize Hollywood. I made up a hashtag. Nationalize Hollywood. They have betrayed our trust. Remember how they, you know, we're the watchdogs and we're going to make sure that the big powers don't ever do anything to you. Well, the watchdogs have become lapdogs for these elite. But you see, I don't refer to baby raping scumbags as elite. So, you know, we've got to change a couple of terms around. The media is complicit in what has happened to us since 1913. And really before them, but 1913 is a very pivotal year. And it set the stage for what's happened now. That's right. I guess partly what you're getting at there, and that's, let's not forget, just on the eve of World War One, the world being plunged into this brutal and devastating, utterly mind-boggling conflict, 1914, the uh, birth of the Federal Reserve Act. I think Canada saw something quite similar around that time with the implementation of the Federal Income Tax Act. Why? Because you've got to pay for all of these war efforts, all the money that's being spent and invested. These days, of course, we see it going, well, it's it's grown to the point where it's completely off the charts, of course. Smedley Butler, as you may be aware, for the longest time, one of the most highly decorated Marines that there was. I don't think that's the case anymore, but he actually blew the whistle on an attempted coup against FDR, apparently. He also wrote a famous tract, an essay of sorts, mini, a little mini booklet, I, from what I can recall, War is a Racket. What are your thoughts there, uh, Vinny from Brooklyn? I'm sure you've got a few insights uh, and opinions on the matter. Smedley Butler was maybe one of the greatest people ever in the world. All right, And when he did what he did, they wasted his sacrifice. George H.W. Bush should be a fry cook and nothing else because his family should have been defunded with the Trading with the Enemy Act. You see, we all, we're all we talking about laws now and all this nonsense about uh, emoluments with Trump. I mean, I want to get I want to get to that, but maybe not this moment. But if we had the Trading with the Enemy Act enacted and used back when they found they got all these traders to our nation, and they had taken all their money away, we wouldn't have to suffer the vagaries. Maybe JFK would still be alive. George H.W. Bush would have no money. He wouldn't be able to get himself into the CIA. So that whole family could have been put in jail. Smedley Butler was a great man, but they wasted his sacrifice. I guess at the time he was trying to, as you know, the expression goes, blow the whistle on things. They ended up shutting him down, I guess, and making him out to be something of a lunatic, I suppose. Or maybe, uh, I'm surprised he wasn't committed to an insane asylum, actually. He's lucky he wasn't. 
So after, you know, we saw, of course, what happened to James Forrestal, who was the... Another hero, and we didn't heed his warning. We didn't heed Machine Gunner Joe McCarthy's warning, right? And then you see what we got <laughs> instead. We got communism in the form of uh, Hollywood. And the whole thing is, is insidious. You know, it wasn't communism outright. It's communism now, as you can see by the censorship that we're now all we're suffering under. And so it was like the boiling frog, like Sibel Edmonds uh, talks about. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Uh, Fabian socialism and things have gotten to the point now where the deep state, big tech, as it were, in conjunction with Silicon Valley are really doing all they can to crack down. I'm surprised we even managed to get this live stream out to the world today. Not that we necessarily reach a large number of people or have the hugest audience, but just the fact that we're even still allowed to have our voices heard. You know, I'm quite grateful that we do have the technology at our disposal and fingertips, but it is quite disturbing to see the likes of like him or not, Alex Jones, and many countless others, it seems, who we've, most people never even heard of, but are being targeted and systematically taken down or otherwise muzzled and removed from social media, as it were, so that their voices are no longer heard whatsoever. It's complete and utter blanket censorship of people whose what they have to share with the world are viewed as politically incorrect by big tech and the powers that be, really, I guess, the deep state infrastructure and establishment. Because we really, I think most of us do understand those are the people who, behind the scenes, do pull the strings. Well, you see, you know what it is. Let's talk about the people behind the scenes. Let's talk about some public instances of people behind the scenes doing things they shouldn't be doing. For example, Peter Fonda talking about Trump's son being abused in a tiger cage by pedophiles. Now, what he what he betrayed by saying something stupid like that out loud is that he is a pedophile, and he most likely, I will say 90% of Hollywood, I could probably, concerning what we found out recently, are into adrenochrome, and adrenochrome is obtained by torturing children and bleeding them dry and drinking their blood. This has been posted on my mind feed, and it's all over Facebook and Twitter. I guess you want to conflate with the Pizzagate, Pedogate, all of that stuff. What we're talking about is these so-called elites are a bunch of freaks who will take your children and murder your children so they can get high. These are the people that you watch on TV all day. One of the last people I would suspect will be Tom Hanks. Honestly, maybe that's naive to say, but the last thing I ever thought is that Tom Hanks would be a pedophile, but then I have to think, bosom buddies... In Bosom Buddies, that he was the ugly, uh, the ugly, the ugly of the two, <laughs> right? When it comes to, uh, was it Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks? I thought Peter Scolari was going to be the big, big Hollywood heartthrob, and he went nowhere. That was because he didn't get into the adrenochrome thing. I don't know. I do know that these people should not be regarded as elite. I think that people reading, reading scripts into a camera, should not be elevated much higher than porn. And uh, there are people who do fantastic films. It's not like I never watched a movie in my life. But they're movies. That's all they are. So I don't think elevating these people to the level of celebrity is something that they made. They say, hey, listen, they're all watching us. We can give ourselves a name, and we're going to be important and sign autographs. They made a class of reading a script into a camera. And I don't get how that, that was elevated to anything important. 
I think we've all been distracted by this Nickelodeon thing. Talking with Vinny from Brooklyn here this week, episode number 121 of Pi Radio Podcasts, flagship to the wider WPRPN.com network, the People's Pirate Network. Glad you all could join us and be a part of things. Just working here as quietly as we can behind the scenes to get links further posted out on social media, including our Pirate Radio Podcast Facebook page. We encourage everyone to drop by there. Give us a like over on Facebook, although that really is, unfortunately, part of uh, the dinosaur. I'm not sure why they call it legacy media necessarily for more of the term dinosaur it's really unfortunate and we could get into the whole thing how i've gained just recently some more a little more insight clarity into the matter but uh, the life log project which darpa in conjunction with the pentagon had been working together and they quite quickly and quietly dropped and let go by the wayside on the very day it was announced that facebook was Coming onto the scene. So how's that for coincidence theories? It's just a coincidence. There's nothing to look at here. Let's just, just move on. Let's move on. Let's post about your sandwich. There's nothing nefarious going on here. Nothing whatsoever. So Vinny, why don't we you share with us then a little more of your backstory? I'm not sure. It's up to you, of course, how much you want to get into things from a personal angle. You know, it's your prerogative, really, as far as your biography and, and history is concerned, your call. But more just that day, 9-11, September the 11th, 2001. Once again, you were, I think you said, just uh, at home and your mom suddenly contacted you from out of the blue. You had been listening to the Howard Stern show. And what did she say exactly? She said uh, something something hit a building. Okay. Here's a question for you. What do you think of Howard Stern's position then on 9-11 since this time? Well, I'm, I'm hoping he smartens up and you know, gets with the rest of us. Well, it's only been 17 years. Yeah, you know, I'm, listen, I told you, that morning I made up my mind. And, and then, you know, during the day there were other things that happened that cemented. I'll give you one of them. Jerome Howard. I think it was uh, 10, between 10 and 11. That morning, I can't tell you the exact minute because I forgot. There are a million thoughts in my head, so that's not one of them. But uh, he came out and says, oh, yeah, we found it. It's Osama bin Laden. Get out of here. How do, you, how do you determine that? That's a psyop. That's something you're trying to program into our heads. Okay, there's no way to make a determination like that. Contingency plan. Are you aware of how Osama bin Laden's uh, rival, the head of the Northern Alliance in Afghanistan, whose name escapes me at the moment, I'm sure you or any of our listeners could track him down via DuckDuckGo. Forget about Google, folks. Alex Jones may encourage his audience to just Google it, but we certainly don't. We want you to take a look at DuckDuckGo, and as much as you can, use that as your default search engine. Not too happy with Google, frankly. There's just a little too much of a monopoly there, and especially when you see the clash of the browsers with how Firefox cannot host Google Hangouts. We use that now as backup in the event that our stream basically is lost or shits the bed, <laughs> as I've been saying lately because of our OBS issues. But thank God, fingers crossed, it does look like things are pretty much 
streaming in a relatively effective and efficient manner are missed frame and skip frame rate due to encoding and rendering is at a reasonable level. So no major complaints to this point or problems being reported on through the live streaming chat area. It's interesting. We've only got, according to what YouTube is telling us, two people watching when I know for a fact there's at least half a dozen. So isn't that something? There's Free Cosmos, Joey Boomer, Johnny Canuck, ourselves, uh, you, and Free Spirit Press News. But they do the same thing with the views as well, too. It's really interesting to watch how that is toyed and played around with. But an issue that's definitely on my mind as of late is during the most recent presidential election campaign, Donald Trump was in part his platform. You know, he spoke a lot to his constituents and just the American public, really, regarding the matter of 28 pages when he was asked to comment or or otherwise. He just had a few things to say. But I find it quite interesting. Once again, you know, it's for me, it's a major, dare I say, dead giveaway. The likes of uh, the, these elitists, you know, the, the big high-powered insiders, such as Howard Stern, who, interestingly, it's, he has nothing good to say about podcasting or podcast hosts, because, you know, how could they possibly compare it to his great show and genius? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, when Opie and Anthony came around, it was the first time I saw him actually take and fear. And I was like, wow. And yeah, hey, listen, you know, just get along. There's so many hours in the day. They can only broadcast so many hours a day. Just don't worry about it. But, of course, it became an issue. I think, well, I think the radio stations kind of pit them against each other. But uh, I used to listen to him when he had Jackie Martling in the background and when he was married. Neither of those things now, I don't listen to them anymore. The magic's not really there. You know, it was, it was a synergy. That was the magic of the show. That doesn't exist anymore, so I don't listen to it anymore. Lightning in a bottle. I sometimes drop by YouTube and see what I can glean from the content of his that is posted there. Typically, you know, some celebrity that joins him and has a few things to say. Maybe a comedian or something like that. It just depends, really, if uh, there's something in the news that I find interesting. I'll definitely, you know, drop by and check out what's going on. Opie and Anthony, though, yeah, really, uh, but well, it was a pretty decent show more or less, although I'm not sure how much they got into the whole questioning 9-11 thing. Patrice O'Neill definitely did. Uh, God yeah. rest his soul, of course. He's gone far too soon, but he was, what a brilliant mind. He was just so amazing and such a a valuable asset, really. Thankfully, we do have a lot of what he had to share still archived via the web, so people can Check that out. Uh, really insightful when it came to the relationship between men and women as well, too, and how women often do manipulate men to basically get their hooks into them and ultimately take them for all they're worth, unfortunately, as the sad state of affairs and the number of stories that are out there, of course. So immediately then uh, I start thinking about the whole MGTOW movement. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. That's another show which we're happy to cover. That's a very good point. I'll, I'll cover it very quickly. Now, the court system is beholden to Mammon and the Baphomet, right? And now, and, and I say that because uh, our court system, okay, uh, the Paladinos. Have you heard about the Paladinos who were going to testify against the Clintons maybe two months ago? And uh, 
they're supposed to be under federal witness protection. And apparently, they had an appliance delivered to the house that no one had ordered, and the next day the house was rendered to toothpicks. The court system doesn't protect you, it gets you chilled if you sign up to be a witness against it. Um, excuse me, hold it. Let's put the brakes on, on that. I'm not sure the, the name that you've just uh, shared with us here. I think I follow what you're getting at, though, the gist of things. There was an appliance delivered to these protected they were supposed to be under federal protection at the time. An appliance showed up that had not been expected, and then suddenly the next day the house finds itself just magically exploding into splinters. And they call the gas explosion. <laughs> they call the gas explosion. There's no gas, uh, no, no, no gas witnessed by anyone. What was the name again uh, of these uh, pair? I guess it was a couple that was put into federal protection. Paladino. P A L. P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O. All right. Well, look, that's another uh, story for another day. I'm not sure if it ties into 9-11. The core thing is uh, what they do to men. You mentioned the MGTOW. Basically, now the courts have become daddy, right? And they say, hey, all you women, you don't need men. You kick the men out of the house. Now kids are growing up without fathers, and they're growing up wrong. You know how women, they get preferential treatment when it comes to custody. The age of, you know, with custody comes to cash. So you got men who can't even, who can't even work, and then now they're bound, now they're bound down to, uh, to pay off children. Now, you got, now I'm talking about responsibility here. You gotta be accountable for what you do, so don't have children if you're not ready for them. Vinny, let me just say some of our viewers are talking about how your audio is too low, so if there's anything more you can do to boost that. It's a little muffled. I can make out basically what you're saying. I don't know how well I'm coming through from this end of things. Just keep at it there. Do your best, and uh, we'll continue on here for the next little more now than hour or so. Not quite an hour. 45 minutes tops, I guess, is what we're probably looking at. We started a little late, so we will probably stream a little more than... It'll be probably about 1.45 here, quarter to two in Korea, and that should be fine. So... Yeah, I'm just trying to share a link right now. I'm sharing it with friends as well, too, who are saying they can't share it either. For some reason, YouTube is blocking. Stream health appears to be good. That's uh, great because, once again, we're having the OBS uh, with the streaming software issues. The bitrate got that all in place and all of our settings that we had to go through. It was quite a headache, but we did manage to get the stream launched. We're quite happy and grateful to have you here joining us we were thinking we might be actually picking up a few others as well too they have not showed up to this point so i'm not sure why we're getting blocked on youtube the link that we're trying to share strange that that would be the case you know i hate to immediately start jumping to all sorts of conspiracy type conclusions let me just say, though, Vinny, it's interesting. People talk about conspiracy theorists. Well, let me say, don't try to paint me with that brush. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a political scientist. Secondly, just because you believe in conspiracy theories doesn't mean you're necessarily crazy or overly paranoid or delusional. All it simply could mean is that you have a heightened level of awareness and perception and that you, because of your basic suspicion and distrust of authority and distrust of people in power. You know, the old expression goes, uh, power corrupts, 
absolute power corrupts absolutely should we simply uh just disregard these statements and long time adages as they were or pearls of wisdom as i often like to refer to them right there are the protocols of the the elders of zion right so there's these things that we hear about and they're always referred to as a forgery well, what does it matter if you refer to something as a forgery? If you make a copy of something, that's a forgery. Does that invalidate the data therein? That's a question. Well, yeah. I mean, look at what we've seen occur throughout the world since this time. Every single thing that has been included as part of the protocols, and we could go through them right now. I know that uh, that whole issue came out in the wake of the September 11 terror attacks because uh, as I often like to say, with respect to what we've now had time to reflect upon and drawing conclusions, qui bono, as with any major crime, who benefits, who stands to gain the most, that all the roads lead to Israel. That's one of the major things, including the fact that there were supposedly said to have been the five, as it were. I'm not sure I've heard other numbers as well, too, but that's the official story, at least. And they were arrested and detained as well, too, folks. Let's not forget that. Released shortly thereafter, after only about, I think it was a month or two in detainment, Michael Chertoff is how the story goes. The then head of Homeland Security, which is a, a title and a term that comes straight out of Hitler's Germany. Homeland Security. There was nothing like that until these attacks. And then everything just, you could see at the time, I mean, myself, my initial impression in witnessing what was taking place that day, uh, because I did see the second plane actually hit live on TV, as I recall. You know, it's unfortunate. I can't be 100% sure about that. I don't think I was witnessing the, although that might have been the case, because, yes, it probably was a replay of... uh what I was seeing on TV, but I did, I've shared the story with the listeners before, but quite interestingly, on the day of September 11th, just before I woke up, you would not believe the dream that I had been experiencing. What I'd been seeing in my mind's eye just before I got up was a man's face, I guess Middle Eastern, African in some respect, big nose, big brow and, you know, the bushy kind of hair thing going on. The fact of the matter is that I woke up, went into the living room shortly after that, turned on the TV, there's a September 11th attacks taking place. And then, as you said, not too long after that, within the course of at least, you know, within a day or so, they had fingered none other than who? Longtime CIA ass at Tim Osman. We're going to try to add somebody here, actually, to the talk while we're uh, doing things uh, just live here, basically, see how well this works. It's unfortunate we didn't have a chance to actually do a sound check with this uh, individual. That's typically the way we like to do things. Michael, do we have you? For a very short time. What's going on, gentlemen? We got the live stream going here through YouTube via Skype and OBS, September 11th. Episode, y'all, you sound good, Vinny. Don't change anything. Don't change. You're you're sounding a lot better. Don't mess around with things now. You're sounding really the best yet now. So I have a motto: if it's not broken, don't fix it. 
It's a small miracle, as I was thinking just a few minutes before we went live here, that we actually managed to get this thing put together. So welcome, Michael. Uh, it's great you managed to make it. And uh, you've only got a few minutes. What kind of time are we looking at there exactly? Oh, there's so much going on right here that I can't really discuss on the air, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, if you give me some more time, I could probably join back in maybe five, ten minutes, and I'll be in better, in better graces. You do your thing and drop in when you're more available. All right, no problem. I, I definitely have to handle a few things, but I, I do hope I sound okay right now. I'm not using my usual setup. Sure. Just mute yourself and uh, go if you don't have to go elsewhere on Skype and take care of what it is you need to have uh, addressed and drop on back when you're ready to go. All right. Perfect. Thank you, guys. And I apologize greatly for this sort of inconvenience on my behalf. No, no. We look forward to hearing what you got to say, brother. Thank you. All right. I'll be right back. All righty. All right. Well, there goes Michael Deacon. I know he follows us actually on Twitter of all places. So, and is the host of his own show. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the name is End of Days. Maybe that's one of the things you could do here. If you mute yourself, Vinny, and do a little search, that's your first task or assignment that we're going to be handing to you here, courtesy of the Robin Hood. See if you manage to uh, rise up to the what has been uh, presented to you here. His End of Days channel on uh, Real.Video. End of Days. There we go. And yeah, Real.Video, it's a new platform, video, live streaming, I think. They have that capacity worked into their what they've got there already? Uh, they do. That's great. We got a channel over there, too. Uh, we were hoping to change our name, actually, but it seems like once you've already registered, you can't do that. So not a problem. We'll have to carry on as is. But uh, we're thinking of uh, definitely looking at other options now as far as these live streams go, including DTube. Was it you saying earlier? Maybe it was somebody else, actually, uh, now they think of it. He might be joining us as well. Another character here from out of the blue, via minds.com. It's not BitChute, but BitTube. Actually, they support the live streaming capability as well. But more to the point here, let's carry on. So once again, there are so many places we could take the conversation, of course. Great to see Joe Eminon join us here, of course. Sword.9, still uh, showing only two people watching for some strange reason. Joey Boomer, we got you, Johnny Canuck, ourselves, of course, Free Cosmos, Free Spirit Press News, and only, according to YouTube, two viewers. Why don't we all just start typing in a number? Okay, I'm going to start with number one, okay? So I'm number one. So someone type number two and so on and so on. We'll see how many people are actually here now. How about that? How about that, YouTube? We'll show, we'll show how stupid you are. So everyone who's listening, just type in a number. Who's number three? Just type in three, and then four, and then five, and then six, and then seven. It's a, I was just thinking. It's just an idea. Sure. Still doing great here with the health of the stream, which is amazing. This is the best we've had it here in, well, since we've ever actually run things, believe it or not. So we finally managed to take a look at a couple of great videos that were up online via YouTube, kind of overview, breakdown, tutorials. You know, that's just the way it's got to be here, unfortunately. I was told a while ago, a long time back now, a couple of years at least, that, look, man, you're going to have to do all this on your own. 
nobody else is going to do it for you. At that point, it seemed like I couldn't possibly start to imagine how that would ever come about. There's just so much, of course, you know, how the hell are you going to work on launching a network all on your own? It seemed like an impossible task without the help of others, because, of course, one person does not make a network. It takes a great many people to all come together and rally around under a particular flag or brand name, if you will. So, But I'm just a node. That's all I am. Jaffe is a node, and the idea is much greater than just Jaffe, of course. We're very open source, WPRPN. Everything based strictly on volunteerism. Nothing more than that. We often ask and solicit support from listeners over on places like Patreon, PayPal, or Minds.com. If you haven't done that already, let me just remind listeners that we'd like you to consider chipping in a little bit. Uh, it's no more than the cost of a, well, some would say a cup of coffee each month. I prefer myself more just in line with the spirit of things here via the operation we have in place. You know, a medium grog, a flagon of grog, as it were. That's it and nothing more. So a couple bucks a month. If everybody was to do that, we'd have our operating costs covered. As it is, things are running strictly out of pocket for the time being. To the tune of not quite a thousand dollars, I suppose. A little under that. But as well, let's not forget, there's a lot of work and effort that goes into things. You would not believe the man hours that it takes to produce not just the live streams, this is the easiest part, but the after shows and the post-production into things really where you work on smoothing things over and getting content delivered back to listeners so that when they do tune in and download an MP3, it's a more enjoyable all-around experience. Speaking of enjoyment, getting the most out of our slideshow, which now seems for whatever reason to have stalled, on the Nazism, Zionism to wings of the bird, right at the head there, Satanism, for whatever reason, and below that, Mossad deception. How ironic is that? 666. Go figure. You know, maybe it's a good time to talk about Hollywood. Now, you mentioned about maintaining all that infrastructure. Well, you see how Hollywood takes it for granted that they have, they have uh, cameras and production equipment and all this stuff. They get to use it to program us for all the worst things. The movies that come out, you notice they're coming out with uh, religious movies, and I think they'll probably all have subliminal programming in them. Everyone remembers Fight Club, remember the, inserting the giant dildo in, in the cartoon scene. I guarantee that this is being done, these movies, to further debase Christianity and try and debase our society further. And I think that we need to fight against that. I think that we can have a, f a fantastic society where no one cheats each other, I think people are just being cowardly and going, well, I'll take the easy way out. I'll take the damnation and the, uh, uh, the rapture and all that stuff. I don't think we have to, I don't think we need that option. I think we can have a fantastic society. We all love each other. We all take care of each other. Speaking of taking care of each other, donate to Pirate Radio Network. It needs to be here, just like NBC is here. NBC shouldn't be here because they, they lied about the Weinstein scandal, didn't they? And maybe they should lose their license. Maybe they should be given the private radio network. How about that? Does mainstream media actually hold or carry a 
license of sorts. Absolutely. How does that work? There are certain things they can't do. Remember the seven dirty words that they can't put on TV. Oh, we can do that here, though, can't we? George Carlin, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, motherfucker, cocksucker, and tits. (laughs) (laughs) On a pirate ship, you better believe you can say that. You got that right. Sure. Can't say it on TV. You know, there's obscenity laws that they can't violate. I think they've violated this stuff. It's just that they play to the letter of the law. See, once again, it's semantics. You know, because words mean what they mean. So if you change the meaning of a word, you're changing everything around that word. You're like democracy and republic. We're a republic. We're not a democracy. Right. Uh, absolutely. Michael, it looks like, or sounds like, rather, we have you back. Yes, now I'm back. Welcome back, Michael. When you fire away, it's all yours. What's going on, gentlemen? I, I had to go grab a beer as well. Oh, you're making me thirsty. It's a roundtable format, uh, September 11th Memorial, so the focus is everything 9-11. We're getting warmed up a little bit here, most definitely, right into the thick of things. we got a little more than half an hour left, and then we're off to the after show. That's the premium Patreon content that we produce, which uh, premium subscribers are able to access and get their hands on. Of course, it's always a lot of fun. We uh, get music involved from out of our pirate jukebox and really just kind of more let our hair down, as it were. Uh, the Friday night, these feature shows, typically we have guests drop by and focus on one particular subject or another. I myself, as you may know, Michael, I'm based out of and off of the Korean Peninsula. Vinny is in Brooklyn. And you yourself, what state in the U.S. exactly? I'm actually in California, in Southern California, out here where I refer to it as the Wastelands. Okay. All, at all intents and purposes, it really is. Sure. You uh, Now, if you can tie that somehow into 9-11, why not come in all guns blazing and let's uh, hear your take on what happened on that fateful day back in September 11, 2001. By the way, I just wanted to say that I thought this discussion was actually going to be on September 11th. Well, no. See, here's the deal. It's like our regular time slot is Friday nights at 8 o'clock. And we've stuck to that for a reason, mostly so that our listeners will know when to drop by and when they can tune in and listen to our shows that we put out, including the now Tuesday night. World Pirate Radio news stream that we've been busy producing over the last couple of months. Hoping to continue doing that, although we just recently lost our co-host and co-producer. If anyone knows of someone who might be interested in stepping up to the plate and filling that position, that would be great. So we'll see how that goes, though. He's off to, uh, it's not for any nefarious reason or clash of personalities, as so often is the case, unfortunately, in, in the podcasting world and beyond. But he just does off to seek out uh, some form of uh, more fruitful uh, and gainful employment. That's about it. He's off to North Carolina from out of Ohio. We'll be hearing from him again shortly, though. And we're just lucky to be here today, frankly, because of these technical problems we've been working on surmounting, but we're here, we're live, and uh, we got both of you, as well as our listeners out there, let's not forget them, in the YouTube live streaming chat area, so be sure to keep your eyes on what's happening over there. We unfortunately cannot share links. Can you believe it? We've been blocked. we got friends here that are saying they've been blocked. 
fellow pirate medias. They cannot share those links. And they're actually moderators to the channel. So very strange. So again, who is here on the line outside of just me and you, my friend? This is Vinny from Brooklyn. I'm in, Vinny. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Yep. My goodness. I, I love a man from the East Coast. It's always a great time to talk to someone who isn't soft like the people out here in California. Uh, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I was right across the bridge when the whole thing happened. Oh, my goodness. Were you really? And how old were you when all this went down, my friend? Okay, so uh, September 11th, uh, uh, 17 years ago, I was 31. Ah, okay, okay. And I have to be honest with you, I was fairly young when all this went down back in the day. I actually got in trouble in high school when all this went down that fateful morning. Or I should say after How did you get in trouble? Well, what, what exactly happened was during the whole commotion, during the whole morning, we had teacher after teacher give us their thoughts and opinions of what was happening in the country at that time. Everybody was acting a little wild, a little strange. Teachers were very fired up. They were angry. And by the end of the afternoon, I, I raised my hand during one of, one of the uh, discussions. I asked the teacher if perhaps our own government might have had prior knowledge of this event that happened this morning. And that was enough to get the teacher just wild and, and start yelling at me. And they kicked me out of the class. You have to ask the question, why is that question out of bounds? It's not out of bounds. It's an absolutely reasonable question because the only way that all of this stuff happened is that we had a stand down in place. Now, was it a my hop? Was it a lie hop? It doesn't matter. The fact is we had, we had a stand down in place because none of this would have happened without people not doing their bloody jobs. Period. I'm pretty sure we're all, we're all aligned in that fashion. Yes, Vinny. And, and who else is here? Just the three of us right now uh, in the room, and we've got viewers out there, listeners, people that are actively engaging us in the YouTube chat area. Perfect. I'm glad they're out there listening to this. This should be a fun ride, and of course, the 17th anniversary is coming up here, and I always refer to it as the day America changed. This country just completely changed in every single facet you could think of. The foundations completely turned upside down. Our civil liberties basically robbed right before our, our very own eyes. It's quite amazing if you think about it. It's horrible. Absolutely It, it horrible. really is. Amazing, right? In every which way you can possibly imagine, full-spectrum dominance, I believe, has been the plan all along. Of course, if you look at what occurred on that day, that was the pretext that PNAC... The Project for a New American Century was clamoring for. They got their Christmas present a little early that year. Yes, a new Pearl Harbor. Imagine that, huh? Just in time. The predictive programming we saw come via the Lone Gunman episode that came out just a short time before all of this occurred. Uh, let me go back to, because we never finished earlier, Vinny. We are talking about the head of the Northern Alliance, supposedly... Uh, Osama bin Laden, a.k.a. longtime CIA asset, Tim Osman's official uh, foe, as it were. But he died. He was killed in an assassination just the day before September 11th. This is on September 10th. And what happened in hearing that news, Vladimir Putin picked up the phone, I guess, and called George Bush. And he said, 
something along the lines of, I think something's going on. Basically, I, mean, I guess he was looking for information to see if Mr. Skull and Bones, POTUS 43 Shrub, Skull and Bones uh, membership name, I guess, is temporary. If he had anything more that he could lend as far as insight on the matter. Go ahead, Vinny. I would think that his Secret Service name would be Monkey. You know, the scary thing is, think about this, guys. If Al Gore, Al Mr. Climate Change Gore were in charge and they tried to pull off September 11th and how horrible I think it would have been because this guy, as stupid as George W. Bush is, how much of a clown Al Gore is. I don't even think how much worse it would have been for all of us. But maybe that's neither here nor there. You know, that's a great point. But I have to politely disagree with you just slightly on something. And that's with giving this sort of power to any sort of president. I don't exactly think they hold as much power as we are led to believe. Well, you're right about that. I mean, we can see that right now, what's going on with uh, Trump, the shenanigans that these idiots are pulling. To get into what's happening right now, it's a last second, it's a Hail Mary by a bunch of pedophiles and freaks who've been stealing our money for decades and are about to lose it all. Wouldn't that be something to see? we got a little more than half an hour left here. Any critical points, gentlemen, that you'd like to get out there, let listeners know, maybe things that have slipped people's minds? I know there's a, there's a federal grand jury, an independent federal grand jury, that I just became more, I guess, attuned to and kind of came onto the uh, communication center radar here via Pirate Radio Podcast and the wider WPRPN. Dot com network. Thanks to James Corbett, who's over in Japan, of course, myself here in Korea. He had a couple guests on a recent interview discussing this matter. I believe they're actually lawyers that are involved in the whole process, as I recall. And it's an independent federal grand jury. It'll be great to see if this sort of thing actually, they need funding, as you can imagine, volunteers and information. Let's not forget. So if there is anybody out there who has considered maybe sharing some information, you know it can be quite dangerous if you have information, if you have maybe witnessed something, and you don't let others know about this. And I'm not saying the authorities necessarily either. Those, in a lot of cases, are the wrong people to uh, talk to and share your information with. You want to tell your friends and trusted contacts and confidence, maybe so a few fellow pirate mateys, as it were would be the best way of doing things. So use your discretion. But if you sit on that information, it can often prove deadly. Well, I'm not sure what's going on here. This is odd. Apparently what they're saying here, some of the people in the chat area via YouTube cannot hear what we're now trying to share with listeners. They can only hear me. I'm sure, Michael, you found a time or two, and maybe, Vinny, if you've... I know you've appeared as a guest on a couple live streams and podcasts, but things can really go quite sideways real fast, so... You never can predict how these things are going to turn out. One of the names that comes to mind here... Oh, we don't want James Shuff right now. We What we do want is him in the conversation, though. So, he's over in Kandahar, Afghanistan. He's there working private security detail is he around like can we bring him in yeah i know he's going to be joining us here hopefully in just a few moments he just uh tried to call for whatever reason but that's not the way to do it 
what you want to do is send me, Jaffe, a message here on Skype, and then I can add you to the room that we have here in place and take things from there. So, yeah, it's a real journey for sure and a lot of work. For me, uh, you know, I'm when it comes to technology and all the latest implementations, strategies, techniques, and everything with social media too, working on better getting your your name out there. And that's assuming you've got something decent to offer the public because, I mean, who wants to listen or watch a, a bunch of crap, basically, right? So if you've got something substantive and of decent quality that you're going to share with the public, then, of course, more people should know about that. We've just tried to add him here now, so let's see if that's, in fact, going to happen. And it looks like, yep, we are streaming here now as well, too, via the main website, WPRPN. Dot com. People can check that out if they want. I'll share this with uh, listeners, viewers, and the whole lot here via YouTube. Excellent. Well, that link was shared. Uh, that went through without no problem, thankfully. James, do we have you there uh, via Kandahar? No, it looks like we're still trying to get through to him for whatever reason. So I really wonder if, as much as he might not like to hear it, maybe he's not a fan of... 9-11 either, frankly, and all that we saw take place. Uh, maybe he's got a few choice words to share for the uh, powers that be. And the whitewash, my God. How many people on the official the 9-11 inquiry, the panel there, uh, renounced the findings? There was a few. Right. And one thing I did want to ask both of you gentlemen now, in regards to one former mayor of America, Rudy Giuliani. Where do you both stand with him? Because personally, anytime I talk to those on the right, no matter what subcategory you want to put these gentlemen in, they become a little bit uh, triggered with me not aligning myself with what they believe. And lots of guests that I've interviewed, they get a little offended because I don't exactly align with some of the views they have. It's just surprising that some people would get so angry that I have an opposing view. Yeah, Michael, I'm going to give you a great example of something we experienced quite recently. We had a we had a recent guest, Bangkok Jack, and uh, things have been looking good. Uh, he's out of Bangkok, as you can imagine. He was here just episode, I think the last show, no, two shows ago, the episode 119, and we kind of uh, made an issue, in brief at least, how that's an inverse 9-11, of course, and he's written on the whole September 11th affair, publishing a book or two regarding the matter. But things were looking good uh, with the interview. The quality of the stream wasn't the greatest, but just, you know, making a connection with people in a virtual sense, having the kind of conversation and, and rapport is what we are now. And exactly what you said, things eventually led to the topic of September 11th, and I think this may have been mostly in the after show. Well, he hasn't got back to us uh, since that time, although we've reached out to him just sending links and, oh, following up on what we promised to share with him, and total silence. It's what's known as, uh, it's called ghosting. Ghosted you, and there was, now you made me remember the guy's name, and I don't feel bad for saying it, but that's Dean Henderson. He actually blocked me on Facebook for whatever reason. I'm not offended by that at all, because I, I don't have any personal feelings towards any, any of my opinions, because I'm someone who has no anger in my heart. So I'm not like the others out there who 
are very emotional, like a woman. That's not who I am. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm angry about what's happened, but I'm not angry at... You you could be angry at that, yes. But if you have this personal anger inside of you, it shouldn't be there because that sort of emotional uh, emotion belongs to that of a woman and not of a man. I'm a happy guy. It's a sick world, but I'm a happy guy because I'm a good man. And I I believe... That's good. So I I don't ascribe to that that nonsense. And also stress. Stress kills people. Stress too. Yeah. You, You can't let these things... Just affect your personal life. I love all these subjects we talk about here. I don't allow these things to hurt me or, yeah, I'm not married to any one notion. We all have the right to change any sort of opinions we have. It's all fair and game. Amen, brother. It's just like my initiative. I, if you, if you know my mind's feed, my mind's feed is, is a bunch of initiatives. The September 11th thing is something I've been doing for a long time. Ever since I, I started writing for Room 8. And the Room 8, it's, it's a defunct online periodical. And I like to say it's, it's defunct because they got rid of me, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, uh. Understood. Then there's my GMO thing, which is, you know, listen, GMOs are, Franken food is horrible. Don't eat that stuff. It's bad for you. It's really, really, really bad for you. If you haven't seen, uh, Jeffrey Smith's films, Please go see them. I think one is genetic roulette. I have to stop you there and say, well, that's incredible that you bring up that guy's name. Because I was talking to his handlers just last night to have ah. him appear on my program. Ah, I hope you do. Because that, that would be <laughs> great. Funny. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he comes on. And, of course, you are invited to uh, jump in there if you have a question. I'd be glad to. And then, and then of course, my, my last initiative is CANST. It's C-A-N-S-T. And it's, and I've already talked about that. Children are not sex toys. I just put up a post about some guy who said this. I'm going to say it and don't be disgusted, but get your barf bags ready. <laughs> but child is old enough to talk. They're old enough to F. Oh no. Who said that? I guess like some pedophile. Wow. And of course, I'm sure YouTube allows them to be on their platform, correct? Go on wow. Twitter, go on YouTube. There's tons of pedo, pedo stuff. Amazing. It, it really like is. It. it really is amazing to see what society has become in the last five, ten years, right? This is what they thought. They thought Holy they were descend into darkness. The last thing was having the the pantsuit war pig rule us. Luckily, we got away with that. We elected Donald John Trump. But you understand how? I mean, there were demons. There were there were actual demons. If you watch a Hagman video with uh, Doc Marquis, if you ever heard of this guy. Is a video of actual demons rising from the earth and changing form and flying around. Really? around a camera. I kid you not. They're like two-dimensional beings. No possible CGI or nothing? They supposedly it's all been proven. It's, it's a video of there are giants in the earth. Doc Marquis. Look that up. It's worth watching if you, if, you, if you really doubt the presence of weird stuff. It's there. I've heard lots of weird stuff. Um, even our friend... He's gone through some strange things himself, but we'll keep that off the air for now. Yeah. Well, think about this. So September 11th, we're going to get back to our title. September 11th, yes. when Hillary Clinton decided that she was going to she was gonna use 9-11 as a stepping stone for herself, I believe the spirits of those departed, those murdered on 9-11, took their revenge and completely crippled her on that day. You saw how they had to throw her into that van, like a side of beef. But it was 77 degrees, she's wearing a sweater, there's obviously something wrong with her. 
I say that she's possessed, to tell you the truth. Now, Rudy Giuliani was one one of the names that came up, obviously, and I think, Vincent, you had a few more things you'd like to add to that with respect to the former mayor. I've been angry about Giuliani for a long time because right. I, I believe he did the countdown to Building 7, and we've never really? gotten an answer to that, you know? We've never gotten an answer as to why, when he, uh, this is on camera, that he did the countdown to Building 7, and then he passes it off to... Uh, Chief Negro, Daniel Negro of the FDNY, who says, hey, I got nothing to do with that. So we've never gotten an answer for, for that. Now he's taken up for defending for Trump. So is he, is he atoning for what he did in 9-11? Uh, uh, I still, listen, I'm still, I'm, I, I, I'm still out to lunch on that one. It's just weird to see him on television accusing others being liars when he himself is one of the biggest liars in America. Five, four, three, two, one. Get out of the building. It's going to blow. Oh, it's amazing, really. And what you were talking about earlier in regards to one Donald J. Trump, you were saying that there's all sorts of things going on with him in regards to, I, I suppose, the FBI is what I think you were insinuating, correct? The FBI, the DNC, the deep state, and and any infiltrators that are within his, his uh, cabinet, like uh, Amarosa, Stolen Bones, ah. you know. Yeah, Omarosa, yes. It's it's funny you bring her up. Uh, well, you know, the only person responsible for that mistake is Donald Trump himself, however. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, that was a kind of, yeah, yeah. He kind of screwed up there. Well, you know what it was? He actually took her fawning, her fawning circumference as genuine. And it's well, not unfortunate yeah. that he was able to be fooled by that. No good deed goes unpunished. That's another one of my sayings. <laughs> I, I love that one myself, personally. It's a fantastic one. And to go back in history about the FBI, the FBI COINTELPRO began oh, in 56 and allegedly ended in 71. Um, however, if you look at today's landscape without having certain objectives and just being completely down the middle, it almost seems like that never went away, right? It never stops. Hey, can I say something that no one knows about uh, about J. Edgar Hoover? I guarantee I'm going to blow somebody's mind right now, if they can hear me. J. Edgar Hoover was black. Yeah, there's a documentary out dealing with that whole matter. Was he, so. was he blacker than Bill Clinton? Uh, yes. <laughs> blacker than Bill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Bill is as black as a, of a, as a ace of spades. Well, you've seen his son, Danny, right? The one that Hillary won't... Uh, Oh, yes. Ooh, did I bring up a, open a can of worms there, huh? That, you know, that's an interesting one because it, it sort of does look like his legitimate child, right? His biological uh, but, son there. It, listen, Bill Clinton would stick, would stick things in anything that he could. Do you think well, that most men, actually... well, let, let's be honest, most men would. I'm, I'm drinking right now, and, you know, I would have to say, if, you know, a girl looked somewhat decent, I'd probably go for it. I, I uh, listen, it's... <laughs> We're men. There's this, there's a thing called the nucleus of Cubans that makes us do that, right? So, you know, women can't be men. Men can't be women because of things like that. We have an attraction to things. So, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because tomorrow I am interviewing someone who is transgendered. It's a UFO researcher by the name of Cheryl Costa. Oh, okay. I'm very interested to talk to this individual because we're going to talk about UFOs, uh, but Personally, what I like to do is get more of a personal thing with those who I talk to on the air. Some of them get brave. Some of them tuck their tail between their legs. But that's their business. 
Right. But I, I don't want to do a show like everyone else does. The whole point of us doing, uh, the whole point of us engaging in this media is because that, that like other it. media is stayed and right. old and and crap. It's all garbage. You know, they're all asking the same uh, sycophantic questions. Oh, yes. oh, what do you do? Like, like the lifestyles of the rich and famous should have been on for one season. Then people should have said to themselves, "Why are we looking into rich people's houses? There's nothing special about that. So they got money. If I oh, had money, I'd do the same thing." What's so well, special about this? I'm glad you bring that up because that's one of the issues that I, I have certain disdain for the president because I sort of hold him responsible for bringing forward sort of the reality TV era, per se. He's kind of the one that sort of really pushed for that sort of thing back in 2005, 2006, if you recall. That's kind of one of the reasons why I, I have a little dislike for the president and let me just be honest with everyone out there. I, I have no dog in the fight, no horse in the race. I have no political biasness whatsoever. I'd like to consider myself someone who sees things straight down the middle. Yeah. Well, you see, you know what it was? He used it. He used it to uh, become president, basically. Well, that's true. Can't really fault him for for some things. When I do look at the bigger picture, that that's no, one thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just see if he can make that work for the rest of us, because right. that's, that's the entire yeah. point. The entire point. If he's doing, if I, if he's doing what I think he's doing, he's getting rid of the Federal Reserve without us suffering a depression. Well, I really do hope that's true. Because here's the thing: all that money that he's made. Listen, he he loves money. There's no way that anyone's going to tell me that he doesn't. He absolutely loves money, so he's not going to do anything that hurts him. But at the same time. He is trying to do stuff that helps us. He cares for children. That's the one thing the Federal Reserve and all the globalist scumbags didn't figure, is that he cares for children. If it weren't for that, I believe that he would be just like Hillary. Like I said, I have no political biasness because, in my opinion, I kind of see this as one big uh, spectacle, kind of like a pageant, sort of like a, a wrestling match, per se. It's kind of like a work. Yeah, so well, that's exactly. wrestling yes. terms. Thank you, thank you. You re- you remind me of something great. I'm telling you, I call it the referee mentality. There's this ah, guy. I like that. This guy, Rock Herman Hackshaw, on Facebook. He was a colleague of mine on Room Eight, but all this time he was he was thinking of me as a self hating black man, which doesn't make any sense. I don't hate myself. I don't hate black people. I hate what they've done to black people. I hate they made them step in festus and sambos, sucking on watermelons, and going, "Give me that, give me that." Give Understood. Me that. Right. Give me, gives me that, all that crap, you know? So uh, the referee mentality is this. If it wasn't officially recognized by the law, it didn't happen. So everything that Hillary Clinton has done, he excuses because she's not been officially charged with anything. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, did she or did she not delete 33,000 emails when they were subpoenaed? Well, the facts do remain that she did. Right? So that's it's illegal, right? Anyone else has I done it, so. they'd be under a jail. She's only out because she has some sort of dead man switch or, or she's been too, too big to fail or some stupid platitude, which means nothing. It just That's, means there's a two-tiered uh, system of justice. What she did was obstruction of justice. Yes. They're messing with Trump for now. It wouldn't be the first time Hillary's obstruction of justice. That's why she was taken off the Watergate Investigation Committee. And do you know the reason on top of that for total uh, gross violations with respect to ethics, one of the big things that she was involved in at that 
particular stage was looking into the and completely scrubbing clean the the files the word i'm looking for exactly cleansing more or less i suppose is the best way any mention whatsoever because you know nixon was constantly going on about that whole bay of pigs thing you know that was his big obsession and worry but any any mention whatsoever or evidence or trace of George H.W. Bush with respect to the Kennedy assassination. That was one of the things, apparently, that she was busy doing, working behind the scenes there at that particular time. And that's how she earned her bones. He was right there to make sure everything everything went smoothly. They tried to pass it off on some functionary named George Bush. Please, please. George H.W. Bush wasn't in Dallas, Texas. You have to have a, a, a waterhead to believe that. I'm sorry. You know, over time, I have to say, I, I kind of gone to sort of like Bush ever so slightly. He kind of shows a bit of a personality, kind of shows a little bit of, of character. It's very unusual, but he sort of has those sort of traits come out of him ever since he left the office. You mean 41? Right. Well, yeah, I've never, I, know, I know something else about him. You know his Secret Service code name? Mr. Uh, cocaine over there. Mr. George uh, Jr., rather. Right, Jr., right. Jr. was cocaine. 41, his name was Ice Pick. Ice Pick. Okay, yes. I, you know, I, I have heard of that before, but I, I always... Why Ice Pick, though? You really want me to say it out loud? I'll say I it. I really do. Go ahead. Okay, Ice, he was called Ice Pick because he liked to... He liked to rape young young black boys. Oh, and, my goodness. And right at the point of orgasm, he would pop an ice pick in the back of their heads. Oh, my God. I really hope that's not true. I wouldn't say it. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Well, no way of, of, of proving something like that, I wouldn't imagine, unless um, he was to step uh, forward with a full confessional or somebody else was to come forward stating that they had witness such things uh it's a little off topic for today that's definitely you know we're willing to discuss these items and speaking of ex-presidents isn't that a great picture george w bush grinning ear to ear with uh clinton and obama best of friends good buddies oh, yeah. so all uh so how did george carlin put it it's a it's it's a big club and you and i are are not in that big club so we are not the the one percent one of the links that we were trying to share with people here, audio issues aside, for whatever reason, and people are just saying that and this has never happened before. So I have no idea what exactly is going on. This is why you have to run test streams, and you need people out there who can listen and help you do that. But holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burned. Buddha. I'm not sure what sutra that comes out of exactly. And I'll share one more time here the link just with us here in the Skype chat area. We should also copy the main link here and share that in Skype with others, of course, two people that are in the main Robin Hood room, which right now hosts around a little more than 60 some odd people. So we have got, well, just a few more minutes here. I guess it's about time to wrap up. Unfortunately, the audio i have no idea <laughs> uh, i'm not sure if michael has any theories on the matter or you i might uh, uh what version of skype are you using one of the newest uh, yeah, that's probably really... why ah uh, really the new version of skype is just awful 
you would have to probably revert back to one of the oldest. I, I never used the new version because of things like this. Ah, they always do that. See, I hate updating. I hate I hate updating. I have my Windows 10. It's the very first one, and it's never been updated because I stopped That's, all that. Yeah, you got to go back to the classic uh, Skype version because this is one of the issues that you go through. Also, because I can almost guarantee with the new version that you're using, you can't control the person you're talking to. You can't control their audio level like you could on the previous version. How about that? Well, we'll definitely uh, check that out. You know, the problem here in Korea is they want to force us to use default Korean version, and I've got to muddle my way through the options to find where it is that I've got to try and switch things over to English. But, yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the ass, of course, but it's something I can work around. It just takes a little while, although it is quite frustrating. But, yeah, we're going to wrap things up now, I think, and sail on into the after show. So the Rogues Gallery end of things, we've got the Howling Wolf in, the Scurvy Dog, or the Mossy Wench. And both of you, and anyone else, of course, that's listening who'd like to join us is is welcome to be a part of things. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, we are not as fully prepared for the show once again as we'd hoped to have been. Although the stream has been in just amazing condition, frankly. The quality of the stream, I think they heard my voice quite well, actually. It was coming through very pristine fashion, so that definitely was not a problem from what we were hearing there. But just any closing thoughts or comments? Let's go to Michael first, and uh, then to Vinny, and then maybe we'll uh, wrap things up. Mr. Deacon. Closing thoughts. Well, first I would have to say thank you very much for letting me be a part of the program, even though uh, those out there can't hear it. It still has been a great time, and I, I've enjoyed conversating with both of you greatly. And, well, basically my final word would have to be, don't get so upset or worked up with what is relayed out there in the media, talking heads. All talking points begin at 4 a.m. Look into that. Be at peace with yourself, and the rest will follow. It will be amazing. Let go of anger, and again, life will just fall into place, and everything will be completely amazing for you, I promise. Very good. Vinny? It was a pleasure making your acquaintances. Uh, my, my final word will be... You ever hear someone tell you one person can't do anything about that? Never listen to that. Let's be our own impetus for change. Let's not wait for anybody else to do what we need to do, what we know needs to be done. Let us take care of business. we got a lot of business to take care of. There's 17 years people ignoring something right in our faces that's an insult. It's an insult to tell us that planes hit these buildings and made them collapse. Especially when there was a third building that wasn't hit by anything and it disappeared into its own footprint. That never happens. So let's get to the bottom of this and let's make the the people who are guilty pay. No more of these freaks getting off scot-free while good people suffer. That's exactly what has happened over the past now 17 years, unfortunately. Too many allowed to get off scot-free, that being, I believe, a Freemasonic reference which Vinny, perhaps, whether he's conscious of these facts or not, simply the way things go. So uh, let me level with you. Let me level with you. I'm not, I'm not a Freemason myself, but this is just part of the, you know, these words and terms make their way into the English language here. Over time, that's how it's all basically managed to come about. So we are going to, once again, 
transition our way over on to the after show. Just checking the live streaming chat area here for the last time to see if there's any closing thoughts or comments there. Of course, Pirate Joe Eminon has been an active part of things here. Yeah, he's out of actually uh, Long Island, Suffolk County, so not too far from where you live, actually. Almost your same kind of part of the world there. You'd be, I think the two of you would uh, manage to hit it off, uh, more or less. Uh, he's not a huge Trump supporter, but... That's fine with me. I want people walking in lockstep with me. I just want people to think. Right. Yeah, no, he's 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 a great uh, member of the crew here in a, in a big way, so... He's been an instrumental player, actually, and is a power of, of attorney. Somebody who, he struggles with audio, too, but would make a great guest over on Michael's show. He holds the power of attorney to UFO political prisoner John Ford, uh, his case, and his his commitment to a psychiatric institution now the past, well, well over 20 years. So what a story that is. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're into ufology, as I believe you are, Michael... And and the like. This is a major human rights story that if you look into the particulars of the case, as with September 11th, as with the Kennedy assassination, as far as the official version of events, the mainstream conspiracy narrative, it just doesn't add up, doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. The Warren Commission and the whole just all these commissions passed up in front of us they've all been just nonsense well yeah and as i was saying earlier a sizable number of the actual people who sat on the 9-11 inquiry and commission board have since renounced the official conclusions that were published so what does that say that book they put out was toilet paper that's all it was it was bound toilet paper that's all it was only good for wiping that commission report (laughs) Even Bruce Springsteen, I think, referred to it as a whitewash. So, you know, I like the guys, a lot of the guys' music, uh, but uh, not so much his politics, and certainly not when you hear stories of him uh, sailing away off into the wild blue yonder with former President Obama and Tom Hanks. Oh, I wonder where they're going. Epstein Island, maybe? Hmm. Well, it's unfortunate to think even someone like Springsteen would at this point find himself compromised. You know, I know earlier in his career it really bothered him the way that as he rose to fame and prominence that he found himself being approached by certain high-powered individuals and insiders. Uh, you might call them members of the Illuminati, ruling elite, or what have you. Definitely the people that, power brokers, most definitely, and people whose decisions and opinions carry weight it seems, in affecting change. But he was really kind of turned off by the whole thing because he could see how he was being played, I guess, to a certain extent, or how at least these people were interested in him trying to do what they could to win him over and have him so that he was maybe, if not compromised, then somehow, who knows if it would uh, impact his artistic output, the songs that he wrote and performed. Or what have you. I know that, interestingly, 41 shots. Yes. 41 shots. Um, there's a, there's another, the name, the story, or rather song goes by another name, uh, American Skin. There we go. I, yeah, I have to brush up on my Bruce music a little more, I suppose. But 41 shots, American Skin. Great song. And it really pissed off the people within the New York Police Department, I guess. Uh, really yeah. 
did not, uh, they issued a few choice words and statements regarding Mr. Springsteen. I backed him and I continue to back him for his courage on that whole particular issue. It's obviously completely, you gotta ask yourself, what kind of drugs are these cops on? And why are drug tests run on police in places like not only New York, which I don't, I'm thinking they aren't, but Canada, of course, there was some speculation and talk that Trudeau would implement drug testing on police. Military as well, let's not forget. I mean, why why, why the double standard, folks? It's like you were saying earlier, Vinny, and I think something that Michael concurred with, that you have this two-tiered system of uh, so-called justice, which really is not justice at all. It's a legal system, which is not justice. we got to stop parroting the terms that they throw at us, or they expect us simply just to regurgitate mindlessly while we pharmacate ourselves. Right, how about this? Drug war, drug war is a farce, and I'll tell you why. It's all about keeping drugs to themselves, throwing a policy amount of drugs at us, and keeping us control. If drugs weren't around, there wouldn't be gangs, because gangs couldn't have anything to profit on. Yeah. So, so if you, if you decriminalize the drugs, you take away the profit margin, gangs go away. They completely disappear. Yeah, that's, oh, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Portugal, they legalize all the drugs. Portugal did not turn to dope fiend, the dope fiend capital of the world. In fact, they've all cleaned themselves up because there's no allure to free drugs. No one cares. Now, if junkies kill themselves off, well, they're going to do it anyway. I'm not being callous about that. I'm just saying they're going to do it anyway. There's nothing you can do to stop them. Like, you can't stop someone from walking off a rooftop, can you? You can go climb to a rooftop, jump right off if you want. It's not illegal to do. So, you know, this whole thing with drugs, it's not, they're not saving you. They're, they're using it to control you. So stop it with the, the whole drug thing. Go to drugwarrant.com. You'll read all about it. You'll see the whole thing about drugs. And think about adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is not even on the list of scheduled drugs, but cannabis is, which grows out of the ground. You have to kill a kid to have it make adrenochrome, but it's not on the list of scheduled drugs. Not just children. It's, it's anybody that who's in a heightened state of panic or fear, I, I guess, and at the moment where they apparently uh, die, you know, a car crash or maybe, uh, you know, a military conflict or what have you with the adrenaline running, rushing through their veins. But uh, we'll have to save the rest of this conversation for another day. We have overshot the mark here, and it's going to be, you know, just more work for the post-production end of things. If there's anybody out there within distance of this, the voice that they're hearing now, come out to them via the World Wide Web. It's important to keep in mind and to think about, or at least consider joining us here via Pirate Radio Podcast. We're looking for all sorts of tech assistance and help. Thankfully, managed to work this last little bit out by myself, more or less, although we have to do some more audio investigation inquiry. For some reason, the default settings did not seem to reset themselves when we got things relaunched here, I guess, is one possibility. Although Michael was, of course mentioning the fact that maybe we've got to download an older version of Skype. We'll just have to see. Play it by ear. We'll get you to mute yourselves there, guys, as we take this one home. And uh, we'll cue up the outro while we do this. Thank you very much. Sure. Uh, stand by. Hopefully, we'll. Uh, if you're not able to join us for the after show, just stand by nonetheless, and we'll uh, just uh, part ways here in brief as we wrap things up. But just 
wait until we actually draw things to a close in a formal sense here. Let's not forget the September schedule coming up here. We got Talk Like a Pirate Day, Yarmy Hardies, and all that other kind of great pirate talk stuff. Looking forward to that. This will be the second year that we've managed to get that in place. So everybody welcome to join us, of course. Always a lot of fun. Following week on the 21st, we'll be having former Art Bell producer and live streamer of his own accord, Dr. J. John Ilias out of Los Angeles, California. Dropping by for an interview should be a lot of fun. A lot of great things to talk about with him. Maybe a little inside baseball regarding the fate of the former great late-night talk show host, Art Bell, who recently, as we all know now, passed away just a few months ago, back in the spring. Under what set of circumstances exactly have yet to be perhaps fully revealed? It will be interesting to see what Dr. Che has to bring to the table when perhaps pressed a little on the matter. After that, we have Joshua Chairs, who is himself a bit of a player here, most definitely in the podcasting world, producer of sorts, as well as a ghost hunter and paranormal enthusiast. Make for a decent match, I would imagine, for what Michael is producing over on his End of Days show. Thanks, everybody, for dropping by. We'll be back hopefully later this week with audio issues worked out for the World Pirate Radio News show segment number 24. Till we meet again out in the high digital seas, which I hope will be later this week, Tuesday night, same time, 8 o'clock p.m. out in the western time zone, 11 in the east. On behalf of Captain Long John Sinclair and all the rest of the crew here on the Robin Hood, I'm your host as always, ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally-ho. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay and draw an end to another week of Pirate Radio Podcasts. Remember, if you're looking for a little more lively online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing Rogues Gallery after show coming up for the next hour in either Skype, Google Hangouts, or Peer.im. Also, if you've in any way enjoyed or found yourself benefiting from the shows we've tirelessly produced over the past two years, you might want to drop by our Patreon tip jar page and lend a little support. Half of all network donations go directly to charity. Help to keep those numbers growing over on Patreon, and we'll be able to extend even more of a generous pirate hand. Looking forward now, to the balance of 2018, we're still not quite yet booked. So if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, 
Be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via PirateOneRadio at gmail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged. Until we meet again out on the high digital seas, I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.